Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Tuesday, 12th July, 2022. Our bit today is taken from John 16, verse 33b, which says, In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Good old reliable Tuesdays here, friends. Yes, it takes away the memory of Monday the first day of the work week, which is usually somewhat mysterious and unsettling or even intimidating because we are never sure what it will bring after a weekend away from the halls of labor. But Tuesday is always placid and calm, letting us know that there's nothing to fear. Monday's already in the box and all's well with our world. And that's exactly how our, li- how our lives become when we accept Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. There's nothing to fear. And even if the world is actually falling apart around us, we'll still be able to say, all is well with me. All is well with my soul. Why? Because Jesus has promised us peace, joy, love, and eternal life if we are wise and live under the shadow of his wings. Now, listen to some of his awesome promises now. While speaking of the coming of the Holy Spirit, he told the disciples, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And we know that comes from John 14, 27. And later on, Jesus again encourages the disciples by telling them, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Oh, my fellow believers, how encouraging and reassuring is that, eh? knowing that your Lord and Savior has overcome the world, destroyed the enemy, and has in his hands the keys to hell, death, and the grave. It surely is a comfort to the most unbelieving and discouraged heart. And then Paul offers his two cents worth when he writes to the church at Philippi. He says, Be careful or anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep or guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that comes from Philippians 4, 7. Excuse me a minute, their throats is getting dry. So, what a legacy we have through Christ, my people. We'll receive the peace of God, that divine tranquility that transcends all human understanding. When, through prayer and thanksgiving, we take all our problems to Almighty God in Christ's name. You could not do any better than that, friends. That's the ultimate in peace. And as per joy, the good book tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
and we know that comes from Nehemiah 8.10. And that's why the enemy always tries to steal our joy. He knows that if we lose it, we'll be weak and easily defeated. However, it's also important to note that joy doesn't depend on our circumstances. It depends on our faith in God. Happiness is the fleeting emotion that's ruled by our circumstances. And I like how this commentator on the BibleStudyTools.com website puts it. They say, Bible verses about joy can help Christians who may be going through a difficult season as a reminder of calm happiness through faith in God. However, joy is rooted in who God is. It is not a fleeting, sorry, it is not fleeting or based on circumstances. Worldly possessions, accomplishments, even the people in our lives are blessings that make us happy and fuel joyfulness. However, the Bible teaches that the source of all joy is Jesus. God's plan from the beginning, the word made flesh to dwell among us is rock solid, allowing us to navigate difficult situations in the absence of happiness while sustaining our joy. <laughs> oh, friends, what joy is found in Jesus? As Jesus told the disciples, these things I have spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy shall be full. And that comes from John 15, 11. And as Paul wrote to the church at Rome, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost, which is taken from Romans 15, 13. And then Jesus, after telling the disciples about his return to heaven, where he says, a little while you shall not see me, and again, a little while, and you shall see me, because I go to the Father. And that comes from John 16, 16. After that, he saw the sorrowful look, indicating a lack of understanding, and reassured them by saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy, O my people. And that comes from John 16, 20. Then he compared their situation to a pregnant woman, afraid of the upcoming labor pains. But once it's over, she no longer remembers the pain, but is filled with joy that a child was born. And Jesus said unto them, And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Mama, mama. And all of that comes from John 16, 22 and 24. Oh, what a wonderful Lord and Savior we have, my brethren. He fills our lives with joy despite our circumstances, and we can ask the Father for anything in, anything in his name. No, that doesn't mean we'll always get what we ask for, especially if it is not in the Father's will for our lives, or we'll get it when we ask for it. But we are always assured of, of a hearing in heaven. 
that's indeed a good beginning. And when we start talking about love and Jesus, <laughs> well, friends, there's nothing greater because they are one and the same. John says it plainly, for God is love in 1 John 4, 8. And if the Father is love, then the Son must be loved too. And there are numerous passages of Scripture extolling Christ's love. But I think this one from John's Gospel puts it all in proper perspective. When he said to them, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye or abide in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept the Father's commandments and abide in his love. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained or appointed you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. These things I command you, that ye love one another. And that comes from John 15, 9 to 10, and 12 to 17. It couldn't get any clearer than that, my people. Love is the number one requirement amongst Christ's followers. As John said, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Now, as for eternal life, since time and space are running out on us, we can only get in these two verses on the subject. However, they are more than enough to prove the point. And we all know this magnificent verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we know that comes from John 3.16. And then there's this verse where John the Baptist testifies of Jesus. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth or remains on him. And that comes from John 3.36. And that says it all, friends. Believe, and you will see eternal life. Do not believe, and you will perish under God's wrath. Now, for those of us who believe and are doing our best to live for Christ, let's go home declaring. Ah, oh, Lord, I believe I spell declaring wrong there. But anyway, we're going to go home declaring our Tuesday mantra, letting the whole world know to whom we belong, lock, stock, and barrel. As one strong and sincere voice, in God's eyes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. That's who I am. And no one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world. Amen. 
And having made that declaration, yes, friends, we spell it right there. It's now our bounden duty to go out and share the amazing love and friendship of Christ with others so that they too can come to know and love him like we do. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Do you need a continual flow of love, joy, and peace that ends in eternal life? Then Jesus is your answer, the only answer. And that's the indisputable truth, friends. It's only Jesus who produces or who grants and can promise those things if you live for him. So please, as we ask every day, let's get sensible and go out and live for Jesus now. Show the world that we are the shining light and the salt that Jesus has put in us so that we could bring them to him and let him show them how to live for him too. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.